0: I'm an old, broken-down piece of meat,
1: and I'm alone. You stupid fucking mouth! Take a stand. B-b- bitches, <laughs> leave. <laughs> Enough! It's time to stand. B-b- bitches, leave. Enough!
0: Take a stand together.
1: Enough.
0: Hello team, welcome back to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Ryan and Scott are here, the Turkey Boys, and the Turkey Boys are now deep fried and covered in donkey sauce by our new bodyguard Oh, down here in the chill zone. We, uh, friend of the show, Sean Parsons... Procured a Guy Fieri cutout for Hank down here?
1: I had no idea who sent it to me. And my dad sent has been sending me things as a joke. Like he sent me a cutout of Megan, my dog. Fun. And I wasn't sure who sent this one. But now I know. Thank you, Sean. That is quite funny. We tried to find the Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives theme on... Uh, I guess I looked mostly everywhere on SoundCloud, but yeah. nothing. There's, oh. So, if anybody knows the name of that song, we may need that for future reference. Are we in Watertown or Flavortown?
0: Am I right?
1: <laughs> you stupid fucking bottle mouth cut!
0: He loved it. Um, yeah, as I've said before, I don't know what's taken so long for Guy Fieri to become
1: a star of feature
0: films, but I feel like it's gonna happen this year.
1: What type of a movie do you see him in? Are we talking a like. Thriller. A thriller. Un, uh, a, unhinged?
0: A crime thriller. Maybe a bean said crime drama. Mm. Now that I'm thinking about it. He could be by Frank. But yeah, Parsons, great stuff. You really killed it. Really sweet, really crunchy. Mm. You nailed this, brother. Exploding with flavor. Yes. Down here in the chill zone. Speaking of cooking, I just want to sneak in real quick. Florence Pugh is back making her uh, Instagram cooking videos. And I recommend everyone check them out because uh it's really just the
1: best thing on the internet. Do you think that Zach Braff helps out in the kitchen or do you think she takes the reins most nights? I think it's just her because
0: mm. she's she'll pick the phone camera up and talk to it. I think it's a, a solo effort. Zach Braff isn't getting his directorial mitts. On do they live project. together? I believe so. Mm. I think I saw
1: yeah she was live once and he was in the cut and it was upsetting. but you're waiting for that for that to die down so you can swoop in there like you did with Ana de Armas. Yes, it's my move you know it's yeah, I get it yeah um, did you hear that speaking of Florence yeah.
0: Pugh pew, pew, friend right? of the
1: show P Diddy oh, is shit. suing the company that he started, Sean John, the clothing company. Wow. For a lot of money. I didn't get the exact number, but I guess they misused the voter die slogan that he came up with. He came up with that? Yeah, that's him. Hmm. And I think, like, earlier in the year, during the election, or last year, rather, he, they did some sort of a campaign, and he didn't like it. And now he's suing them for God knows how much.
0: Interesting. P. Diddy's still out there doing I was hoping babies. that...
1: um. You could do a P Diddy impression, but oh. I feel like I'm putting you on the spot now. I don't, you know, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to force it. Yeah, especially now. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have talked about that in show prep, but Kid. keep that on in the hopper and mm. for future reference. Maybe you can bounce back and forth from Fifty and P Diddy. Maybe at some sort of an event together.
0: Yeah, he's not much of an actor. I don't. I need to watch some clips of P Diddy, Puff Daddy.
1: He was in. I feel, I feel so old being like, what is it? P Diddy or Puff Daddy? Like, it's P, like, P, P Poofy Bite Size? Or, what's his name? Who is he? Uh, Tupac? I, I, Tupac? What is this? <laughs> what fucking year are we I've in? had that exact thought because uh, saying Diddy makes me uncomfortable mm. because he was Puff Daddy like our whole adolescence. And then I think when we were like 25, he's like, I'm P Diddy now. Yeah, he was the and first, I was like I don't know about that. He was the
0: first person to like change their name. I remember being like is this okay? Are we going
1: to just let this happen? He's just a different guy and then everybody just no problem. He's now like I am Diddy on Instagram. Nobody questioned it.
0: Yeah. Not that he like came up with that. Prince was he changed his name to like a symbol, symbol and yeah. all sorts of fun stuff.
1: Yeah, that I don't like it. I don't mm. like calling him Diddy. It it sends chills down my spine. Yeah. You shouldn't change your name unless you're Aquafina, right. and you should change your name immediately. But calling him Puff Daddy in 2021 makes you sound forty. Yeah, is what what it does. Like I say you yeah, that guy, Puff Daddy, and the <laughs> and the family. Yeah, they got a lot of good ones. Mace is—he's got a dollar sign in his name. It's Mace crazy. Mace is funny because he left went and became a Baptist preacher or priest, whatever it is. And then he got bored in like 2006 and he came back with a single that just flopped with like, I think it was called like, I'm back or guess who's back? or He's back, he's back, the single. I think Samuel Jackson
0: should release a rap album as Mace Windu, his Star Wars character. What do you think of that? I oh mean, what would it be called? Like, motherfucker? <laughs> motherfucker? The fucking...
1: Motherfucker! I am back!
0: Enough is enough.
1: I am cutting an album. Didn't even consider Samuel L. Jackson for The Wall of Kings. Didn't even cross
0: my mind. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, for the fans, um, behind Anchis is Wall of
1: Kings, and it's complete at the moment. Pretty much, yeah. I'm going to try to squeeze in a few joke ones on the perimeters, maybe, like, <laughs> you know, John Cryer or something, but... Ooh.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at, you got some fun combinations, I'm looking at Keaton next to Vin Diesel, it's making me smile.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're family. Oh. Ooh, We're going to put Keaton in Fast 10. Whoa. Fast 10, your seatbelt's Keaton, and <laughs> he's reprising his role as the bad man. and he's going to drive a car. Whoa.
0: Vin, that's a fucking terrific idea, and it wouldn't be the first time that a Keaton character had crossed over film franchises. He does that. With his out-of-sight Jackie Brown character. Oh. Classic. He's in. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. But yes, the Wall of Kings is growing,
1: and I believe Lucy mentioned the Wall of Queens. There, I'm thinking about it. I made a little list. Mm. I got some babes on it. Why is it a little list? <laughs> <laughs> because because there aren't many. No, the, I actually <laughs> was able to rattle off like fifteen easily. Yeah, no doubt. Lead. I'll, I'll give you a little teaser. Octavia Spencer. There we go. I hope the without question. I
0: hope her picture is one of her as Ma. I would expect and nothing equal, less.
1: Blueberries in each
0: muffin. And yeah, the whole deal. Mm. What else you got in the news? I mean, we you got any birthdays you want to hit me with this week? You in know, fact... You know I like to talk about birthdays, death
1: days. As a matter of fact, I have several. It, this man. week, Josh Brolin, friend of the show, turned 53. 53. Rapper and also friend of the show, Gucci Mane, turned 41. Oh, wow. Michael Jordan, a famous basketball guy, turned mm. 58. Star, and- Star of the original Space Jam. Yep, and that's that, his claim to fame. Yeah,
0: and those Gatorade commercials which he really just nailed
1: Paris Hilton had a big week. She turned 40, the big 4 0. That's hot. That's hot. I'm and totally she 40 now. also got engaged, which is
0: huge. It's, it's- hot and huge, but it's also kind of whatever.
1: Oh, Paris is here in the studio. Paris, yeah. what was it like when they filmed your sex tape <laughs> without you knowing about it and then it was released without your knowledge? Was that humiliating on some level? It was not hot. It was not hot. Frankly. All right, I gotta go. So, um... <laughs> Who else? Joey Diaz, comedian turned oh, 58. Oh, fucking
0: cocksucker, it's my fucking birthday. That's a pretty fucking good Joey Diaz. blue
1: cheese and blow your mother, it's my fucking birthday. Fucking Joe Rogan. Fucking lady. asshole dust. <laughs>
0: fucking Jesus fucking Christ
1: uh, Dr. Dre famous mm. rap star turned 56 he's had a tough couple of months Dr. Dre mm. his house uh, was robbed he had a brain aneurysm and his wife took almost half of his money I guess I feel like you're doing the Jimmy Bags bit from The Departed <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dre had a rough couple of months <laughs> yeah he gives a shit he's got a fucking bow on it I'm jumping between characters. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is one year away from being activated at 17. Wow.
0: She's older than I thought she was, but that mm. makes sense.
1: That actually may even be the legal age of consent, so okay. feel free to... Nope, can't go... With all the <laughs> Crystalia news, Ooh. I don't think we can go down this road. I mean, Millie Bob Thornton, yeah, that's not all my, my favorite. That's all the birthdays I got, though. Is anybody dead?
0: <sighs> Folks, get your Kleenex out. We lost Rush Limbaugh this week. I mean, what went on? <laughs> weird sex. For a second, I was like, are you queuing up, like, a Rush song? That would be fun. <laughs> I didn't know what to do, so I just played a Sopranos
1: clip because it was close.
0: I mean, he's like a fucked up radio dope who had horrible opinions. Howard Stern had a big beef with him. He was always complaining about him. I mean... I looked him up on IMDb. He's got a hell of a... <sighs> Hell of a four-piece uh, filmography here. He was in the movie Forget Paris, starring Billy Crystal as himself, Rush Limbaugh. Oh. But that was a strong role. One episode of The Drew Carey Show as Rush Limbaugh. And the... Some news show that, like, doesn't even exist. And three episodes of Family Guy
1: as himself. <laughs> <laughs> Rush... I'm Rush now. Yeah. Um, they probably did the Rush Limbaugh Rush joke. Probably. That's, yeah. that's all they could have done. Um, I didn't like him very much. No, and a lot of a people were making fun of the fact that he's dead. And then a lot of more conservative types on Twitter jumped in and were like, well, you can't make fun of him. He's dead. And then the reality is that Rush had a bit. I read this. I'm not sure it's true. A bit in the 80s where he would play like sad music and make fun of gay people that died of aids yeah is that like did that's that really real. that really happened yeah.
0: that's like his big claim to fame or you know the most fucked up thing he did in the sea of like That's not funny being like an alex jones
1: type before alex jones dying but, of aids is excruciating like the it just it shuts down your immune system and you get like a normal cold and it kills you cuz you're so weak yeah what's what's funny about that you fat Bald piece of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's one of those dudes. He's just like a, a fucking kudja and stunk.
1: So he's a like, should-ya, He's yeah. a kudja. Maybe even a would-ya. I don't really see what we would have done differently were he to have still been alive. Like, was he on the radio? I guess what I'm saying is, was he on the radio recently, or has he been kind of?
0: I don't. I think he did. Yeah, he did still have a show because someone tweeted some clip oh. of like. Oh, today's episode of the Rush Limbaugh show, his wife came on and announced that he died in the opening minutes, and someone was like, what was the rest of the show? <laughs> like, are they gonna shut it down or just keep fucking eking out like content?
1: Years yeah. ago we had Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. You gotta Clearly. you gotta take it. <laughs> You gotta die. (laughs) I don't know why. I just saw Rolling Stones give me shelter sitting there, and I was like, yeah, do it now. Mm. I mean, did you see
0: that they announced Ari Aster's next movie?
1: With uh, Joaquin. Yes. Who's sort of on my shit list for being overrated right now, but I will be interested in watching it because I do love Ari Aster.
0: Yes. The movie's going to be called Disappointment
1: Boulevard. Isn't that just where we live? Yeah. You and I.
0: Yeah, all these movies are stealing all our titles. They're taking Bad Way Boulevard, Fast and Loose.
1: That's actually a good point. Yeah, you came up with that one, too. Turkey
0: heads... I mean, at least it's a little different. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure this will be dope. Ari Aster did Hereditary and Midsommar, as I'm sure people are aware. And Joaquin Phoenix hot off that Best Actor Oscar. I'm sure he could do whatever movie he wants. Um, but this is a hot one, if it... Uh, you know, what is the last that... Joaquin Phoenix movie that you truly enjoyed? I'd need to
1: like look at his thing, but he's always at least like decent. Right. He's very serviceable. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't get why he won Best Actor. I don't. Okay, because he would. got fucking twisted. He was pretty twisted. You're
0: crazy fucking twisted.
1: Um my favorite Joaquin Phoenix movie is probably Clay Pigeons <laughs> from David <laughs> Topkin. Ooh. That's fun. Um, Either that or Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot, the Gus Van Sant movie with Jonah Hill. Two
0: very underdog picks for me.
1: And I'm not even trying to be unique and weird. Like, I genuinely thought her was overrated. I like her. I think he's great in The Master.
0: I'm a big Mm. Master fan. That's one that grows with rewatches. I only watched about half of
1: that, and I knew I needed to. I got, like tired watching it it took a lot out of me so i, I actually have that in my queue recently because somebody was surprised i hadn't seen all of it Ooh. yeah. So that i guess idea. i can't fully judge him until i've really seen that but he's very i like a younger joaquin like he was really good in um eight millimeter yeah which is a role that i think was supposed to go to several other people yeah and he did it and it was great
0: and he used to be like M. Night Shyamalan's guy. He's True. in Signs and uh, The Village. And I think maybe one other one. He's good in those. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Was it Cylinder or... <sighs> oh, Cylinder. <laughs> New classic. Uh, let's see. That's You got to be pretty deep head to get that joke. That one's from Monty. That's a listen to like Wrinkle mean, yeah. that'll really just... Just, just a deep... <laughs> We just ruined it a little bit with, <laughs> with putting a fucking. We're flip getting too meta, too meta. Donald Glover
0: announced a new TV series, "Mr. and Mrs. Smith," starring himself and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the woman from Fleabag, and such. And I guess it'll—it's based on the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie movie. So something of a, a remake, a reimagining of that. And I've always said, I think that movie is underrated. Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's like, that. it's a great premise. They get a lot out of it. And I don't even mind that they're doing like another take because I think they could get more out of it.
1: And that's like, an interesting duo as well. I like them both. Atlanta is... One of the best shows on TV, I think.
0: I'm starting to think it's never coming back
1: though. I hate that it's two seasons. I hate that they're working on two because my my thoughts are they're gonna keep filming until both are done and then put one out and then make us wait for the other. Like, I don't think they'll just say, okay, we have one done, we'll put that out. Yeah. Because it's been delayed three times now. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to come out before COVID. Yeah, it's.
0: I think season two ended in like 2017. Yeah, it's been off for like some
1: time. 18 at the soonest. Yeah, it was at least eight, 17 or 18, mm. which sucks because there's not a lot of good content. And for those that don't know, this is actually Donald Glover singing in uh, "Redbone" from his musical act, Childish Gambino. Ooh. This is he hasn't put music out recently either, mm. so we'd like to see more of him. He's sort of a renaissance man. Yeah. And this was fun.
0: The fucking writer's room for this Mr. and Mrs. Smith Amazon show has hired Malia Obama
1: for this program. Well, Malia, I'm oh. very proud of you on your first job, and uh, I think you're going to yeah. do uh, really well. I wonder, okay.
0: how, I wonder how she got this gig. It's, I don't know. Uh,
1: seems kind of wild. That, might be, like, that must be awful being in the shadow of a president. Yeah. Like Yeah, she's just... You don't really you know. ever know... You she's, know what you could have done on your own, because there is—that's not even an option. No one's gonna look at her and go, like, "She's recognizable." Yeah, she's like, all I have is the Katie Holmes movie, First Daughter. To—that's
0: the only movie that gets how I feel.
1: It's fucked up. I'd rather watch First Kid.
0: But uh, yes, thank you, Childish Gambino, for hiring Sasha or Malia, not Sasha.
1: <clears throat> and yeah, I'm sure that'll be good. Did you hear that Larry King had a secret will?
0: Sean, I have a secret will.
1: <laughs> well, you I, have
0: my garlic fortune. It's apparently, yours. Apparently,
1: Sean cheated on him with the little league coach. I like the word on the street. I like the idea of Larry King leaving like a jigsaw
0: esque, like Sean, <laughs> to get my garlic fortune. All you need to do is,
1: etc. Okay, you go. <laughs> I guess yeah. His wife, his, his wife, <clears throat> Sean King allegedly had sex with the little league coach so he left all of his money to his children and i guess the secret will is they showed it it's it's handwritten i saw it on like a hollywood reporter or one of those rags ooh spicy so maybe the fact that it's handwritten it's not going to go anywhere i imagine this is going to be a multiple year legal battle because i don't believe sean is the mother to his children sean good luck no Larry King had like eight wives, I'm sure. He was notorious. Yeah.
0: That is ridiculous. But, uh, Ry, I believe the other day you ordered some Mariah Carey cookies. Is this correct?
1: That actually is 100% true. Sunday night, Lucy and I were loafing around, and I decided I was in the mood for a cookie. So oh, I I the literally cookie went cookie. on oh I literally went on Uber Eats and just typed in cookies <laughs> and the first thing that popped up is it said Mariah's cookies and I didn't put together what that was So I just said, oh, that sounds pretty good. They have like a multi-pack. We ordered six cookies. They were $24 all in, which is psychotic when you think about it.
0: Doesn't cookies have like a sexual connotation? Is that what they're going for? Or is that just probably?
1: I believe cookies is like her vagina, right? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) That's (laughs) gross. I didn't even think about that. She's like a mother of eight in her 50s. Kid, you fucking dined in on Mariah Carey. That's fucking sick. But yeah, they were dope. They were awesome cookies, yeah. And I didn't realize they were from Mariah Carey. And Lucy was like, "Where?" she's very inquisitive. So she was, where did you get those cookies? And I said, they were Mariah's cookies. And so she Googled Mariah's cookies and then found the Instagram. And apparently Mariah Carey has started a cookie business that's in all major cities. And what they're doing is they're using the kitchens from, say, defunct restaurants like Bertucci's that are going out of business. And Mm. they're just putting their cookie bakers into the kitchens to make cookies and then distribute them all around the area.
0: Hmm. That's
1: interesting. So I think there's a few of them in every state.
0: I'm glad it's somewhat of like a helpful thing. I
1: was imagining she's like a millionaire
0: just from those Christmas songs alone. Oh, she's yeah. like, you know what? I need to get into the cookie business and like take away Girl Scouts livelihood.
1: Years ago we had the Girl Scouts. <laughs> but... uh did they make you sing beautifully when you eat them, or anything uh, fun like no, that? No, nothing fun. I Nick Cannon came over a little <laughs> bit after, just asked us how they were, and he's sort of like he's doing this thing where he goes around the country and just sort of surveys people who've eaten Mariah's cookies, and then mm. takes notes, and he's that's his way of winning her back. He's gonna Ooh. he's collecting sort of a dossier of of <laughs> reviews, and he's gonna put them on for her to use on her website.
0: Nick Cannon is hilarious. <clears throat> And this, like you were just saying with Atlanta a minute ago, Mission Impossible 7 and 8 will, they're like, I guess they finished 7 and they're taking a break now because they barely even like got that done with COVID and all the shit.
1: I would imagine, I hope Tom Cruise is giving them a break. That was sounded to be like the most exhausting set imaginable.
0: Yeah, and they say Tom Cruise needs uh, a break to do promotional duties for Top Gun, that new one that's evidently coming out this summer. They're not pushing it, huh?
1: Or I guess they are. But, uh... or Oh, yeah, pushing it back, you mean? Uh, yeah, I thought they were going to give it another year. Yeah. Top Gun's such an in-the-theater movie.
0: Yeah, all, all crew stuff. But this is... I think this is good, because I think Mission Impossible 7 will now come out earlier than it would have if they, you know, kept filming 8. And, you know, we'll get that one a little earlier than expected. Then maybe have to wait for the next one.
1: Who's the villain in Seven? Do
0: you know? I don't. Me either. Probably someone dope. Mm. Actually, they probably bring back the guy from the last one. They've had the same villain in the last two.
1: Matthew Bomber or whatever. And Is built up villain? a nice
0: mythos. No, that beard guy, again? like Sean Harris. I can't remember. Sean Bean. He's just some, like, bean said sidecar. And also they can a- avoid the curse of filming two movies at once. Mm. Like Matrix 2 and 3 and Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3. It usually doesn't work out. Yeah, like I don't like I'm, that idea. That yeah.
1: seems like watered down to me. Yeah, it's always...
0: It's going to be a, a little lesser. It's too much at once. Mm. But I'm sure that'll be dope whenever that happens. What else we got? Chris here? Harrison
1: uh oh, sure. got into a little bit of hot water over the last week or so. He's, for those that don't know, he's ABC's The Bachelor host. And he does, you know, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette, all the tell alls, all the other shows. So he's had a pretty cushy gig for the last, oh, I don't know, 20 years, mm. maybe more. I mean, the show I think this show came out in like the late nineties. And I guess one of the contestants is a woman from the South. And there's Oprah Winfrey thought it too. (laughs) And there's a woman on, I'm sorry, the woman went to some sort of a Southern school and I guess that she was, they had, they found videos of her or pictures of her in like a lady antebellum or like an antebellum costume, which is like a slave owner party or something. Yeah. Like that, that they do at Southern schools. I don't even fully understand what it is, to be honest. I think you're right. Yeah. But Chris Harrison kind of went on with Rachel Lindsay, who was a former contestant and had, she's black and he sort of, I don't want to call it flippant, but it was, flippant. I guess it was flippant. He was kind of just like, I mean, like, come on. He wasn't, I don't think he really stepped out of bounds. I don't. I think he could have been a little more aware of what he was talking about and realized like this isn't his place. Mm. But he sort of said like, oh, the woke police are coming after her and kind of was – he acted a little cavalier and then it pissed off a lot of people. And the internet turned against him and then so he decided to step away. Whether that's permanent or what, I don't know. But I'm a big Chris Harrison fan and said no one.
0: Especially on a show like The Bachelor, it probably doesn't take, or clearly doesn't take much to get people fired up and right. be like, oh, let's cancel you for being
1: flippant. He or... didn't even say anything bad or that he just was not condemning her as, as everyone else was. I think they mm-hmm. just wanted him to say she should be kicked off or it was after the filming of the show had already ended. So there's nothing they can even do. Yeah, I don't know who wins, but she's in, it's possible that she might win. Her name is Rachel, not Rachel, it's Victoria. Yeah. Is it Victoria? I honestly do not remember. Might, and, might actually be Rachel.
0: And The Bachelor is such like a threadbare show. Like you take away the host, it'll probably crumble. Yeah. Just because like, even though it might seem like you can just throw anybody in there.
1: Well, what I've said about him in particular is he's the perfect person to do that job. Because he doesn't try to be funny. He doesn't step out of bounds. He doesn't talk too much. He walks into the room. He looks good in a suit. He says what he's supposed to say. He... Walks off, and that's it. Mm. No one else would do that. You put almost anybody else in that role, and they're going to try to do like the Johnny Carson thing. This is out of bounds, brother.
0: Maybe put Fieri in that role. Huh. Wait, we just solved it. Chris Harrison, you're not needed anymore. Fucking see you later. He comes
1: out with like a big plate of jambalaya. <laughs> like, hey, everybody, I, got, I can't do a Fieri. but
0: He'd be the best host because all the babes would just fall in love with him, and the show would only last one episode.
1: It's true. He'd have all the babes and a big, you know...
0: I'm just driving off into the sunset in that fucking red That dumb Corvette. convertible. <laughs> in that little red Corvette. I'm, I'm looking at Fieri right now, so I'm, oh, folks. I'm sorry for this digression. Um, what did else? Did you see Sean Baker announced his new movie? He's the guy who did The Florida Project and that movie that he shot on an iPhone that I can't remember the name of. Uh, Tangerine.
1: Okay, I wouldn't have had it. Just take a stand.
0: Which I didn't love, but The Florida Project was good. uh, I hated it. It's a good rewatch. Give it another go someday when you're in the mood for like an icy, boring... I think I own it, so that can be done. But his new movie stars Simon Rex as a 39-year-old suitcase pimp who lives off of women in the adult film industry. Sounds like a new classic. I like Simon Rex. Yeah. (laughs) Any movie that stars uh, a former MTV VJ catches my attention. I'm I'm intrigued by this. What has he been up to the last? Doesn't he have like a rap career now? What has he been doing since the last scary movie
1: movie, where he got like some fun cameo? Yeah, I I think he has a rap career. Like he does songs, and like he's friends with Andy Milanakis. Ooh, he's 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 a interesting dude. I'll watch that.
0: Yeah, he's a character. He's
1: like the uh, Dan Cortez of the two thousands. Ooh, would be a good analogy, I think. And Mark me down. I am down.
0: And the new Justice League trailer came out, and the Joker said, we live in a society.
1: Twisted. He said the meme thing. What meme is that again? I remember everyone saying it's a meme, and I didn't even remember which one. It's this thing... With, like, Pepe the Frog, or... No, it's
0: like a a Joker meme, where it's just we live in a society, and then people fill in the blanks with all sorts of... Mm. It's, like, all memes. They're just, like, plug-and-play... Different bits, but that was the we live in a society where that was like a meme template or whatever you say. We sound 40 again talking Mm.
1: about memes. Have you heard of these things? These memes? (laughs) Yes. We're like the old guys from the Muppets. They're
0: all about Pepe the Frog, I think. They're all (laughs) Is it racist? Is this meme trans? I don't know.
1: What bathroom is it gonna go in?
0: (laughs) But the when an internet meme becomes a thing that character in a movie says it's too much this is like when in x-men 3 the juggernaut said i'm the juggernaut bitch which was like it was funny
1: like oh you actually you did the thing from that video right with like charles no (laughs) exactly that was when memes were like there'd be one every few months exactly now there's just I don't really like memes. Like, I definitely enjoy a specific smattering of accounts. Like, the really, like, Dunstan from Dunstan checks in type stuff. He's That's yeah. my favorite account. I like certain ones. Yeah. That are really irreverent and make no sense. And they go, like, they take a template and almost, they're almost mocking the, uh, the the idea of memes in general. Like, it's sort of like a reversed, they reverse engineer memes is a perfect way of looking at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the big ones you'll
1: see and be like, this is going viral. Yeah, like, this fucking sucks. Like fuck Jerry. That's fuck no, Jerry is. I unfollowed all those. I can't do or like the stealing. fat Jewish. They're just like bit stealing, and they're like s- terrible. Like the fact that fuck Jerry has like this whole media company now, and I don't know yeah. if they got they ate shit or what after the fire festival, but they they had a lot of heat two three years ago, and I don't understand like yeah. how bad people's sense of humor is
0: they're like proud of being bit thieves like, at least i like credit people now after like eight years and the fact right. that like Half- everyone on earth fucking dragged me through the, the fat mud. jewish
1: does like interviews for new york magazine and gets a part in a safty brothers movie for mm. being unoriginal he's just like Everybody's a fat guy who posts other people's shit yeah who has like a weird future ponytail yeah. it fucking stinks I'm not, I don't like meme culture. It doesn't do mm. it for me. Speaking, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm good.
0: Speaking of meme culture, Michael Sarah and Jeff Goldblum are in early talks to star in Wes Anderson's next film, Ryan is Wincing.
1: Wes Anderson hasn't <laughs> made a good movie since 2002.
0: Uh, what do you think about
1: me, though? Huh? That's a decent Goldblum. <laughs> I. He's in. Royal Tenenbaums is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, yes. Bottle Rocket and Rushmore are up there as well other than that he has very little in my opinion I don't care about any of his other movies
0: I'm a big Grand Budapest hotel guy I like all his stuff to one degree or another although I didn't like Isle of Dogs
1: Midnight in Paris what'd you like about it that is a Woody Allen movie but I also, <laughs> good point I, I fuck I did like that <laughs> also, I wanted that to be him so bad cause it stinks yes no I like Woody Allen has more good movies than Wes Anderson
0: what thank you <laughs>
1: I have a lot more, definitely. I take a lot of it bets. Now, yeah, I thought about this the other day, and I've always put Wes Anderson in this category because he does have three really perfect movies. Mm. But, like, I don't know. You said you liked Isle of Dogs? Hated. Oh, okay. That was a big deal. Yeah, Isle of Dogs stunk. I didn't like... um, He's due for a good one. What was the one with the two kids? (sighs) Pfft.
0: Moonrise Kingdom? Yeah. I, I like that
1: one. Kid, I, I saw that, I think, with my dad at the Coolidge Corner Theater, and all the hipsters clapped at the end, and I just winced. That'll happen. This isn't a clap. What are you clapping for? Stop. Every, everyone in the theater loves a good clap. That's a big clap theater, yeah. That one's... I actually got the clap at that theater.
0: Ooh. Hee-hee. <laughs> but yeah, that... uh I don't know. I'll always see what he makes. They still haven't released a new date for his next movie, The French Dispatch. The one with Timmy Chalamet and all those sidecars. But uh, yes. Mm.
1: I'm more meme than actor at this point. Chappelle, did you see the new I don't, I don't want to call it a special? Because Chappelle releases these little like five, ten minute YouTube talks kinda. Oh, oh man. He I guess oh came man. to some sort of an agreement with Viacom and with the people <clears throat> at MTV who owned the right I'm sorry, Comedy Central, who owned all the rights to his Chappelle's show. And his Chappelle likeness. Show. And, you know, they basically owned his name. So, like, if he even made another show, he would have had to call it something else.
0: Something I did notice, like, they put Chappelle's show back on Netflix. Yeah. But they only put the first two seasons, the, that, like, muggy half of a third season that they cobbled together. I, I bet it was his idea to be, like, like just trash that shit. <laughs> like, those apps fucking That's suck. awesome. Yeah,
1: because yeah, he was he made the, the special he made a special a few months ago asking people to ban when Netflix put out because he has a big deal with Ted Sarandos and Netflix to do all these like, sticks and stones and like the other stand-up specials. I think it was a five stand stand-up special deal and he's only done two. And he said to them like you can't put Chappelle's show up and this is why. So they took it down right away and apologized and then it was on HBO Max and for whatever reason he got that that's because that's all Warner Brothers property. And I guess that... I don't know. It was like a big complicated thing. Yeah. But they gave him a bunch of money, and he got his name back, and now he's happy about it. Oh, man. So it's a win for Dave Chappelle. He's back. I mean, were you as floored as I was by the Cruella trailer? I didn't watch it, actually. <laughs> I don't I don't really care about, about uh, Emma Stone as Cruella. I just think it's so funny that it exists. And I
0: do like that Paul Walter hauser i need to make a point not to say paul walker hauser he went
1: too deep with the bit yeah
0: (laughs) he uh he's getting some good henchman villain work in cruella so i'll probably see it for that
1: but uh he's a very steady working actor he does all sorts of stuff yeah he's good i like him
0: everyone on twitter yesterday someone tweeted like four screenshots from the cruella trailer and was like this looks like a kubrick movie i'm not even joking And like everyone in the world was like, uh, you should be joking. Like you fucking suck. You're an idiot. Uh, Twitter is just like a place where. I don't like it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love when someone has like a a movie take that's so bad that everyone on the site feels compelled to just be like, okay, I got to quote tweet this and talk about what a fucking idiot this person is. And they just get ripped to shreds. Yeah. I can't wait for my day in the sun where I have like a hot take about Nomadland, which we're going to watch later, that everyone on Earth just is disgusted by. You think you'll get lit up? I mean, I hope so. That uh, those interactions give me life. <clears throat> what else we got here in the news? Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer star Nicholas Brendan refuses to comment on Joss Whedon allegations as he undergoes surgery for his paralyzed penis. (laughs) There's a headline that really grabbed my eye earlier. And yeah, he says, if you don't mind, I'm going to get spinal surgery tomorrow and heal up and come up with a statement that represents me. He continued, my anus is paralyzed and so is my penis, which is weird. I got to sit down to pee because I don't know if I'm shitting or pissing. And I love the idea of this guy giving all this information. Someone just asked, like, oh, you were on Buffy. What do you think about the Joss Whedon stuff? And he's like, okay, let me tell you. My ass is on the fritz. I, I'm pissing. I'm shitting. I don't know what's happening.
1: I fucking... What happened to him to get have the... I'm looking at photos of him now. He yeah. was like a pretty happening guy in the 90s. Yeah, he said a recent injury,
0: which turned this health battle they're vague about how it happened
1: Today. he probably fell on his ass or something right because it's like a lower spinal injury yeah oh For God. people that don't sounds don't like remember. a living nightmare
0: yeah he was xander on buffy the vampire slay he was like the chandler of that show he was wasn't kinda... i
1: xander at one point <laughs> i do
0: believe that you mm. went by xander
1: For a time. I'm actually, I wrote Call Me Ian in my notes. Folks, Ian is back. Because I wanted to bring that back. So Xander, Ian, it's all good. Yes. Let's hope that uh, Xander gets better soon and can get his erections again.
0: Yes. And also the same for Xander Cage Mm, and his fourth
1: film. Did you hear that the Entourage home is for sale in Los Angeles? Wow. For $50 million. Wow. Wow. Are we... Did we put a bid in? I did. Okay, On good. your behalf.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Tell them I'll write them a blank check, like, in the movie, okay. and it'll be fun because it's Entourage. Yeah. Wait, what What even is the Entourage house? That, I'm like, big
1: stucco house in the hills, the, like, really gaudy... It's not like a McMansion, just because it's, like, that California, Mexico kind of vibe. When You'd you know say, it if you saw it. The house that they gaudy, lived in...
0: Do you mean, like, the movie directed
1: by E? <laughs> From Entourage. That's well, actually a good tie-in. He's in. Um, <laughs> the, do do do. in the <clears> show, I think it was in season two, Vince like first started making it big. He bought the house for five million, and now it's selling in real life for fifty million. This is making me like.
0: realize I don't remember Entourage as well as I'd like. I'm gonna have to
1: rewatch the whole thing from the tippity. It's a terrible rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Oh, it yeah. It has aged. So I've been listening to Victory, the podcast, with Doug Allen and and Kevin Connolly, Speak of the Devil, and Kevin Dillon pops in quite a bit, who played, who played uh, Drama. Kevin Dillon, or I'm sorry, Kevin Connolly played E, yes. and Doug Allen is the creator. And they were talking about, if they were to do an Entourage reboot, that's like the whole crooks of the podcast them teasing an entourage reboot like we're all champing at the bit for that and i i gotta get
0: in on this pod <laughs> yeah you're gonna
1: you're getting it's for whatever reason it's intoxicating because they just bring in different people from the episodes and they break them down yeah. like shot for shot almost and i
0: almost don't want to start listening to it because i know i'll probably enjoy it and it'll become one of my pods and i already have too many and an entourage pod is just too it's fucked up
1: embarrassingly become one of my top pods <laughs> it's like my top 2 are literally the rewatchables and when i've got all the ones i want to hear there i go right to victory the podcast and then i never wow. i almost never listen to us anymore like i do like <laughs> as we discussed before the show i do like a quick breeze through just to make sure I, that that no, nobody said anything terrible and then when you realize we did you <laughs> like, okay. There's times where no, I wish certain stuff got cut. I'm like, oh, I wish I had, like, had Sam remove that or I wish we'd just, like... <laughs> I mean, we could do that I if know. you're ever so inclined. I could edit the whole thing and make it really polished, but we wouldn't be as fun. Yeah, we're too real for that. You know they're not editing shit on Victory. <clears throat> it doesn't so sound do. like they edit anything, no. It's very raw. Yes. I don't know.
0: Speaking of the Entourage boys, Martin Scorsese, back in... uh.
1: For that same thing that he did six months ago. Yeah, I love... Every, like,
0: couple months, he'll, like, double back down on his comments where he, like, talks about how he hates superhero movies and he's sick of people calling things content, how it's, like, devalued movies. He wrote, like, a whole article. I should have read it. I'm just going from the headlines. But People who are
1: working in Hollywood today are not fans of this take because it's basically... The work that they're getting, right? And they don't want him to shit on it.
0: Guess what? He's right. I'm on Team Scorsese. Yeah, I agree with it.
1: Yeah, he's a
0: sweet old man who's sick of superheroes, and he wished that people would put some thought and care into movies instead of just being like, is this a movie? Is this a show? Is this a quibby?" It's content. Here you go. It's just a piece of shit. Yeah, Take it in. I like
1: that he put the line on things, whether they're – it's just content rather yeah. than a film or something of 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 quality.
0: I hate that too cuz
1: a lot of stuff on Netflix and a lot of these things are just content where it's like when I watch a show like Bridgerton I'm dumbfounded as to how it developed any type of momentum whatsoever. Just that's, a, that's like a sensation of a show. I that, think
0: it's got a spin off in the works in addition to
1: like right. a second season. Shonda Rhimes has been working in Hollywood Pretty much as long as we've been alive and just yeah. making content that gets tons and tons of eyes on it. Mm. And I don't get it. I really don't. And like at least Grey's Anatomy was about something. This show just felt disjointed and strange. And like pretty much the fact that, that one of the movies we'll discuss is uh, Rosamund, Rosamund Pike's I Care A Lot, which was a Ooh. Netflix original that came out yesterday. I, we, we loved it. And we both made the joke. I noticed your letterbox review as well. We both <laughs> made the same joke about how Netflix originals don't exist beyond... This was like the first good one in yeah. a decade.
0: Yeah. It was delightful.
1: Very surprising. But yeah, yeah. we'll
0: get into that later.
1: Um, I do need to bring us down to the sports corner quickly. Oh, I'd love that.
0: What? Uh, what's going on up there? Any fucking dingers or...
1: Fucking All right, brand slams. Take out those dicks. My dick is out. Red Sox, former Red Sox John Damon. Oh, John was arrested in Florida for a DUI. Kid, that's pretty fucking sick. And we'll do that. I don't know what else to, to say <laughs> about that. But kid, that's what fucking happens
0: when you leave Boston. You forget how to drive drunk. <laughs> You forget how to be cool. You forget how to fucking hit dingers out of the fucking oh, park
1: kid. Over the fucking monster. And
0: you forget who you are.
1: Kid, I was at a game one time when Damon was batting. Oh, my God. With fuck. my cousin. Yeah. And we did a bunch of K in the bathroom. Fuck. And then, like, Damon got up to bat. And I was like, Johnny. And then he hit the ball. And it went over the wall. And my cousin <laughs> caught it. Oh my god. And then, fuck. like, I still got it up. Look over there on the shelf. He fucking caught it on Lansdowne Street. Kid, we should probably go down to Florida and bail him out and get him to sign that ball. You it, think he'd sign it for me? I fucking know he would. Holy fucking Once shit. a sock, always a sock, right? There's no fucking doubt. Nothing I'm, better. My name's Fenway Frank, and I co signed this message. <laughs> I hate this city. <laughs> Kid full of fucking morons, ugly women, and criminals. Kid, what Irish, the fuck are you saying? Irish fuck. and Italian trash. Fuck you. You fucking cocksucker. Stinky nightmare. Go 200 miles west and you get a much better caliber of people. Okay, turkey heads. I'm going to fucking take off my fucking, mic-
0: <laughs> fucking headphones and strangle this fucking fuck.
1: Uh, what else? A scene. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Just breaking the fourth wall to shit on the place that I just purchased a home. Love it. Ba ba
0: ba Flavortown, Massachusetts, baby. Um, what else do we have here? Edgar Wright to direct Stephen King's R- The Running Man at Paramount Pictures. Finally, a Stephen King adaptation. Am I right, folks? Yeah, we need <laughs> as many of those. Didn't
1: we put that in the obits in 2019? Yes. Then what happened there? And then they made, like, 12 more, and mm. there's a bunch more down the pipeline. I love people talking about Doctor Sleep like it mattered. Ooh, love that movie. What do you <laughs> love about it?
0: Everything. It's fucking dope. Rose the Hat? She's a babe. She's a hat. Her name's Rose the Hat. It's a fucking masterpiece. Did you purchase it on VOD and rewatch it? No, but it is on HBO Max. It is, isn't it? Or it used to be, yeah. Hopefully it's still there. They didn't
1: take it down. That was r- fairly recent, I bet.
0: But yeah, this I'm a big Edgar Wright fan, Turkey Heads might remember, and this is a, it's not like a remake of the Arnold movie, I'm not even that familiar with the Arnold movie, I remember being kind of boring, the original The Running Man.
1: It it had its moments, but it's very dated in the 80s, so I don't, they're going to have to spice it up quite a bit to make it something worth worthwhile yeah. i
0: guess this is going to be a more uh, faithful adaptation of the book as they always say because the like, Arnold we, like one we give wasn't a shit at all yeah this is a, a book that stephen king wrote under his pseudonym richard bachman in the 80s so now i wish e- it was ernie bach <laughs> instead now even his pseudonym is getting uh, those residuals it's, it's come absurd. on down how you doing and I got one more item here. Tom Hardy has been cast in Netflix's new action thriller, Havoc, with Gareth Evans set to write and direct. Gareth Evans did the Raid movies, which I'm always yammering about how dope they are, and something else I can't remember. I'm sure this will be dope. I like the combination of him and Tom
1: Hardy, hopefully in like Venom mode, just being all wacky, hmm. killing people. I really only enjoy Tom Hardy in Venom. That wow. is my claim to fame. I mean, that is his finest work. Venom Two, here we come. He's not wrong. Well, is that all the news, or you have something else?
0: <clears throat> That's all I got.
1: Scott uh, just ate a bag of sand, and he's going to do the <laughs> remainder of the show with his esophagus fully clogged with sand. Scott, take it mm. away. Okay, I guess I ate a bag of sand, and <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs>
0: Um, some shuts. A lot of wild shuts this week.
1: Ooh, Vin. Didn't feel like playing the shut music. Kind of felt like just blasting a little Vin. I love it. It's a good summer anthem.
0: There's a new movie on Amazon Prime called Bliss. You shut that? Yes. Actually, I watched most of it, but I did, it got to the point where it was just too much. This stars Owen Wilson and Salma Hayek. It was nice to see a new movie starring Owen Wilson. I was like charmed by it for a while. And it's him like on drugs. I was kind of getting Eli Cash vibes for a bit, which I was really having fun with. But... I did
1: indeed. <laughs> Very much so. What?
0: But, uh, you know, at the beginning I was like, oh, this movie's really good. Like, I'm kind of digging this. It has like a, a Limitless vibe where like there's this crazy drug and you don't know what's going on one of those like sci-fi what's real, what's actually happening movies. But by the end I was just like, I don't know if I like movies in general and I don't know what happened to this movie, but it really falls off a cliff and becomes something
1: unwatchable. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think it looked good at all. And then you sort of half recommended it last week and I thought to myself like, I'll let him get back in there and finish that.
0: Yeah, I did the classic thing where I texted you like 20 minutes and I'm like, it's hot. We got a hot one here. And then like, half hour, hour later, you're on. like,
1: wait, did you put it on? Yeah. Like, you didn't rent it, did you? <laughs> like,
0: cancel it, it's a red alert. Don't do it. And yeah, it was disaster of a movie that yeah. had like a, a jaw-droppingly bad ending. I did finish it now that I'm thinking about it. It was fucked up and horrible.
1: What'd you ship? That's it. Or nothing, rather. my new thing is i like to have my letterbox stats so i for those that don't know letterbox is an app where you can keep track of and rate movies that you've watched yeah baby and i'm now getting a little addicted to it i am 66 or 7 movies in this year already love it and i'm gonna hopefully hopefully my goal is at least 400 if not 500
0: yeah see you're ahead of me in, in the count for this year but I had a big day yesterday. I snuck in three movies. I'm pumping my numbers up. I'm, okay. I'm after you.
1: We'll see what you can do. I mean, I don't know. Typically, I take Saturdays. We usually do the pod Friday and Lucy works Saturday. Mm. So last Saturday, I watched five movies. <laughs> Fuck. Which is just psychotic. Fuck,
0: this kid's putting up numbers. And Fuck. so when Lucy's
1: around, she can really only watch two movies a day at most, like a human. <laughs> yeah. If I'm like, why don't we put on... She's like, can we just watch anything? Like, I just want to watch a TV show. And like, she, like I don't want to pay attention right now. I'm like, okay. So I end up... Uh, now it's to the point where, when like my 600 pound life, which I enjoy, is on TV, I feel like I'm wasting time. Mm. I'm like, I, I'm not getting any credit for this. This is a complete waste.
0: they yeah, like, I can't log these 600 pound wife episodes. Wish I could. Well, yeah, and there's no, you don't log TV. Yeah. So. Although maybe we should start Letterboxd for TV shows, and become millionaires. I don't see why not. Yeah. He's in. But I'll sneak in a couple other sheds. Saint Maude? I finished it. Whew.
1: What a turkey. Oh my god. Fucking boring much? <laughs> Holy shit. And I brought out my Epic's free trial for the second time for that piece of shit. Yeah. Might have even been the third, to be honest.
0: This is like an A24 horror movie that speaking of letterbox, I like looked it up before watching it and saw like a bunch of four-star reviews. I was like, here we go, baby. I put this thing on.
1: Whew. Yeah, what is I was what's like, up with them? I was dying of boredom a 24 movies are either the greatest movie you've ever seen or a complete pile of dog shit there's really no middling ones yeah and like it's either midsommar or first reformed yeah like just like unwatchable boredom
0: this was trying to be like all moody and atmospheric i can get down on a slow burn
1: if it like becomes something at some point but this one was just fucking, went nowhere yeah i had i didn't even take notes on it i just stared at the tv in disbelief that i was not shutting it off I'd rather watch Boondock Saint Mod. What do you think? I'd rather watch Saint Elsewhere. <laughs> He's in. I don't even know what movie that is. I just <laughs> couldn't think of anything else with Saint.
0: And my last shot for the week, Young Rock, the new NBC hit television show. I assume it's a hit because The Rock's on it
1: and people will watch anything. People will really will. I'm hoping it gets mid-season canceled, but I don't think we'll get that wish. No. This show's even worse than I was expecting. Worse than Ballers. Are you hearing me, folks? That's a tall order. Parsons doesn't even like this show. He's the biggest Rock fan I know. Yeah. So if he doesn't like it, why bother? <laughs> what even... What it's, What's left?
0: Let me just explain this show real quick, what's going on. Because there's three parallel storylines on this show. One is The Rock in the year 2032 running for president and telling his life story to Randall Park for some reason. Having awful banter where he's making Kevin Hart jokes like he always does. And he does a fucking bit where he's like, Can you tell that The Rock is hungry? And it's like, You're still doing that
1: fucking shit? You're doing the eyebrow. Do rock fans eat that up though? We don't, it's hard. Like, put yourself in the mind of a wrestling fan from the early 90s. I mean, even Parsons wasn't feeling it. It was terrible, buddy.
0: But yeah, so it's him telling his life story, then they flashback to him at like eight years old trying to win his father's love, and they have like cameos of Andre the Giant and all these old wrestlers because The Rock's dad was a famous wrestler around that time. And then there's the third storyline with a teenage The Rock like stealing and being mildly gritty, trying to make ends meet. It's just like a rock autobiography that you don't need any of it. Like, all three storylines are trash. There's never a part where it's like, oh, at least we're at, like, this part. It'll be good. It's it's all shit. It's him talking about how good he is at working the gimmick over and over again. Guess what, Rock? The gimmick's over. Like, I don't know about everybody else, but I've had enough of it. Mm. And he, in the future, they he implies that there will be five Jumanji movies, which made me feel kind of sick to my stomach. What? Yeah. Like, he makes a joke like, when I throw Ludacris off a bridge in Jumanji 5, like, oh, uh, uh, that'll probably happen. This isn't even I, that's funny. Not a, yeah,
1: that's not <laughs> a joke. That's a real thing. They're already working on the third, at least. Yeah. I remember writhing in agony during the second one in the theater, just thinking to myself, like, what the fuck are we doing here?
0: Yeah, that I don't like those movies at all. And I feel like the general population
1: do. And It's hard you know, for me to really think like the average Joe. Mm. So if you're an average Joe and you're listening to this, reach out and let us know how you feel. Yes. If you identify as boring, let mm. me know. Because I, I honestly, like, I, I thought it was laughless. It, was, it went nowhere. I don't think he and the Rock, ha- or he and rather uh, Kevin Hart have good chemistry. I don't get well, them see, as a duo.
0: I'm tall and he's short. That, what's not to love? It's funny over and over and over again.
1: Your rock is dangerously close to your Obama, and I <laughs> and I love that about well, it. Well,
0: it's, it's fine. We're both prisons. <sighs> I'm losing both voices. But, uh, yeah, horrible show. Hated it. Not going to stick with it, even for bit's sake. But I did watch the premiere of Keenan afterwards and found that surprisingly enjoyable.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: And that's all my sheds.
1: Why don't we take a little break and go watch a very boring movie with Francis McDormand that I needed a chaperone for. (laughs) Is it it reasonable? uh, Oh, yeah. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. We're back. What did uh, you think of Nomadland? Folks, we just watched
0: Nomadland, the brand new Oscar hopeful that is
1: exclusive on Hulu. I think it's going to win. She'll win. That's it.
0: This year, yeah, the way everyone's talking about it seems yeah. like it's the one. I got a little summary here. After losing everything in the Great Recession, a woman embarks on a journey through the American West, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. And that's pretty much the whole movie. This is, you can't really spoil this movie. It's one of those like slice of life kind of artsy, workish pictures.
1: Yeah, For- there's, there's, there's nothing about it that you would be shocked by. Like, I can't. There's no twist. Like, it's just very.
0: Yeah. This is one of those movies. I bet people are calling it, like, a meditation on America and stuff like that. It's a
1: very, like. Mm. Where she in They filmed this in South Dakota, Arizona, parts of Western California or Eastern California. Yeah. And, uh some nice scenic vistas. Nevada, I believe. And I liked how slow it was. Typically not a me comment, but mm. I liked the cinematography. I thought the shots were really pretty. Um, I feel like every movie Frances McDormand has ever been in has been a cold setting mm. was the first thought I had when she was, you know, shivering in the beginning.
0: Yeah, she likes to get down and dirty. And yeah. Get all chilly.
1: I enjoyed it, though. I think that she would she Francis is an actress who's sort of so organic in everything that she does and it's one of those things anything that you put her in is just it, she, it feels very real it's like you could yeah. drop her into a movie no matter what it's about where it's setting the setting is who's directing it doesn't matter yeah. she's not like somebody who can only work with the Coen brothers or she's trash even though when she does she's amazing in exactly
0: but yeah yeah, always believable believability. I, I always buy her
1: and everything. I'm never like, "Ooh, Frances McDormand's a little out of place in this." Right, it doesn't feel like acting. Yeah. My f- my thought when I realized that like the Oscar rumors about her were probably true was like Carrie Mulligan is probably seething watching this movie yeah. with her, you know, her <laughs> advanced screener from the Academy, just like fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah.
0: Like, oh, barely any movies got released this year. Like, this is my time. And then Frances McDormand slides in. She's already won Best Actress twice before. Has it been twice? She won for Fargo, and she won for the Three Billboards movie, yeah. which I just hated that. Awful, awful dog shit movie. That, I... that she's, like, still good in, even though it's just, it has, like, That a was kind of the same script. movie as
1: this on some level. And I actually liked this more than I liked that by a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, it's kind of it's a tall order when you pop on a movie that's like the Oscar movie that has all the buzz so in your head it's like you're like wow me like give me the goods and I don't know this isn't like a wow movie it was very just like yeah it was it was good
1: like, I typically don't really love Oscar buzz kind of movies mm. I've still never seen The Shape of Water I've never <gasps> seen The Artist The Artist like, is unbelievably boring yeah so for me, a movie like this, I went into it with every intention of hating it. Mm. And when I realized that I liked the flow of it and I thought it was sort of, like you said, a meditation, Ooh. I kind of like that. And I, and I was pleasantly surprised by this.
0: Yeah, like a lot of it is just her like looking out onto scenic vistas, just like thinking about stuff while like piano music tinkles in the background.
1: It's a movie that should be three and a half hours long. And it's nice hour and 40 minutes, mm. which I find refreshing.
0: Yeah. And yeah, once I saw her have diarrhea on screen in this movie. I Into knew, a bucket. I knew the, the Oscar was a lock. She's going to win it. Mm. Audible no diarrhea.
1: You hear the gurgling. It's yeah. nice.
0: It was like fucked up. And she's <laughs> naked in this movie. She checks all the boxes for like an award-worthy performance
1: right a tasteful nude shot with a big bush yeah diarrhea <laughs> and there's a guy whose son kills himself and i almost spit my drink all over the floor when he talked about it yeah.
0: i love the idea of someone being like dude fucking Frances mcdormand's naked in this movie <laughs> she's 60 years old <laughs> you gotta fucking see this fucking but yeah the yeah the score didn't wow me which I think there know, was no score you i don't remember even see. hearing it it was very just like... What do you like about Standard. It? I like when the score pops a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, you need
1: like a, like I do, like a Hans Zimmer, <laughs> you hear it and it's their score. Like it's, it's a part of the movie. Yes. Fun fact, actually, my middle name is Francis. Ooh. With an I, not with an E. Francis.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I gotta say, good movie. Like, enjoyable, worth a watch. But I don't think she delivered an Academy Award worthy performance in this film like she's good she can't help but be good she's just as we were saying like very natural and just solid but the events of this movie were (laughs) uneventful at best it's just like a you know like a a character study that's kind of interesting if it was any longer I'd be like I fucking hate this like why is this why does this exist but I don't know I think you liked it a little more than I did.
1: Yeah, I I would also, you gave it a three and a half star rating. I'm going to go ahead and agree with that, Mm. letterbox wise. Three and a half is is fair for this because four to me is like it's perfect with one flaw and five is just like it's, you know, five, five it's The Departed or something. I don't throw around
0: fives. (laughs) If you look at my letterbox, there's probably like 20 movies out of like over a thousand that I've reviewed that I've given a five. Are you at over a thousand? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because you've been doing it for years. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh. Folks, check us out. I'm on there at Scott Sweeney, my birth name. What's your letterboxed handle? Um,
1: I think it's Ankner. Ooh, classic. I don't think I did a funny name either. Then, yeah, we take ourselves seriously when it comes to letterboxed. Ank, I
0: guess. But that's Nomadland, as oh, we mentioned. It's on my... Hulu exclusively right now. So. I guess it's
1: Ank Peace. Which is a little silly. Classic. Um, What else did we watch? Can we talk about uh, Flinch? Because it was my... Of the four movies we're covering, it's my least favorite. Flinch. Sure, I'm in for Flinch. And I mean, I didn't dislike it. Do you have a summary? I don't. I don't either. i can wing it. It's basically a a movie about a hitman who falls in love with a woman who is entangled in one of the hits that he has to do. Mm. And it goes strangely and the funny part about him like the button or whatever is that he lives with his mother and i was hoping that when i read that in the cat in the tagline or in the in the summary that i read before seeing this i was hoping that it would be like a lonesome gym like awkward like mid-30s guy living at home like there was like a funny angle to it and they just It was just very straightforward and literal. There's nothing funny about it. And the mother was an annoying character too.
0: It had a couple moments where I was laughing though. When he brings the girl that he kidnapped home to his mother's house, Mm. I I was laughing at the idea of that. It's like, I live at home. His mother's up like watching TV. She's like, what's going on? Like, I'm bringing home this broad I kidnapped. Like, go back to bed, Ma. Fucking leave me alone. It was a a weird kind of funny
1: dynamic. I felt like it started off like every gangster movie ever made. Yes. And then I thought, is that what they're going for? Is that the point?
0: They were going for a big drive vibe in this yeah. movie. In That's, soundtrack I wrote that down too. and look, and there's a lot of neon. And the main guy's like cool and wearing glasses and not talking too much.
1: Yeah, very derivative of Drive, Uncut Gems, Neon Demon. It's got the synth kind of score. Yes. The, the lights. There's many scenes where they're sitting under a red neon cross, mm. and it has the bzzz sound and everything. It just, to me, it felt like good time yeah, or something. Like it just Nicholas Winding and
0: watching that, like, dude, you're stealing my whole thing. Yeah, they really did bite him. <laughs> what and are you- what are you
1: doing over here? It's the cast has like Buddy Duress, who plays that like obnoxious guy with the big nose from Good Time. He's incredible. David Proval or Proval, who plays um Richie April on the Sopranos. Oh Daniel Zavato is the main character, who's also in that movie Don't Breathe that you like. I'm, I'm not sure you recognized oh, yeah. him, but that's who
0: that was. I, I was trying to wonder or trying to figure out what I knew him from the and whole time.
1: Fucking comedian Tom Segura, which was so, so strange.
0: I like yeah, him in a movie like this, he's venturing into like Jim Gaffigan, comedian turned gritty and serious territory. I like it. Yeah. I, thought, I thought he was good in this. I thought he was. He's not in it too much. But
1: he did a lot with a little. Yeah, they they move right along with him, but yeah. I mean, it was decent. I mean, it's the only downside to this movie is it's not free yet. Mm. I had to buy it for nine ninety nine, and I'm working on getting that Apple refund because I did not mean to buy this. Was my excuse this time. Yeah, but. It's one of those things. It's a movie that if it pops up on Netflix, which I'm sure it will in a couple of weeks, mm. everybody will watch it and probably be like, yeah, OK. And then no one will talk about it. Yeah. You know, this is like a classic three star movie.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, it's pretty, two and a half, three. My big meets for it is drive meets misery. Yeah. And then like it has some twist
1: towards the end, which I won't spoil it. It's worth a watch.
0: It's got some stuff.
1: I didn't want to shut it off, but I did two or three time checks, which is a bad sign. Yeah. I don't usually do a time check either.
0: It's one of those movies, a lot of it is about a romance that the movie thinks
1: works. And I was watching it. That's such a perfect point. And I was like, this? I was like, is this supposed to be taken seriously? Right. Like at one point they just start kissing and it's like, is this supposed to be like a triumph? Am I supposed to want this to happen? I'm not invested. I don't remember either of the characters' names. (laughs) It yeah. did almost no exposition. There was no character work. There was nothing where I felt like I was married to this movie. Yeah. It's fine. The main I guy. just felt juvenile on some level. I love the
0: main guy's sunglasses. He had these cool like octagon John Lennon glasses that if I bought and put on, I totally wouldn't be able to pull off, but they were cool. He was making them work. But yeah, that is Flinch. It's now on iTunes, probably on Hulu in like a week and a half. And I thought we'd talk a little bit about a picture called Beverly Hills Ninja. That's, to me, that's top of the list yes. this week. Which is currently on Netflix. I hadn't seen this like since it came out. This is the movie where Chris Farley plays a ninja. I'm sure people remember it or saw it back in the day. Wow does this hold up? I was having the fucking time of my life watching this movie.
1: <laughs> I there's I remember not liking this because what did it come out in, 1998? Like kind of right amazing. after Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Mm. And I remember Farley had a lot of heat. It was right before his death. He's fatter than ever. Yes. And I remember watching it when I was 15 or 13 or however old I was then, hating it. Mm. And thinking, this isn't like Tommy Boy. This is dumb. Yeah. And now as a grown man... I realized how stupid I was because it's got so, so, so yeah. much funny packed into like 83 minutes.
0: And it's weird because it's not like the movie has like like a, a subtle subtext that you missed when you were younger. It's just, it's like the goofiest, yeah. most like dumb movie ever, but it's just funny. Like all his physical comedy in this was... Chet Walters, ink Specialist. I fucking, That was like the biggest laugh I've had in a year at him getting he, questioned. He does
1: him. that like that raspy laugh, that like <laughs> Yeah. And he has this big fake mustache and a baggy suit, and it's just, and Will Sasso has a cameo, okay. and the, this, like karate, or the Farley doing karate stuff is really funny and well executed.
0: There's scenes where he's getting like strangled by his seatbelt, where like anyone else doing it, it's like, this is hack and not funny, but Farley doing it, I'm like, mwah, this and is he cinema. And he has to cut it off with a knife. Yes. And, It's he fucking bends over and rips his ninja suit because he's fat. It's all there. Everything you need is in this movie. He was fucking, I was like cackling watching this alone, which
1: is a rarity. He's using fish as nunchucks.
0: What more do you need?
1: Yeah, highly recommend. It's easy to watch too on Netflix. It's just a such a light like Sunday afternoon kind of movie.
0: And yeah, they sneak in all, like, the Farley classics. There's a scene where he's doing a strip tease, which reminds you of, like, that SNL uh, Chippendales bit. This movie made me think about the serious work Chris Farley would have done if he didn't die. Him in, like, uncut gems. We missed out on on some pictures. We
1: missed out on a lot with him. Him dying sucks. He's one of the worst dead celebrities, I think. Yeah. He's just so watchable and funny. Even in this movie, like... This is the
0: definition of, like, a movie that would be awful if it was anyone else in it.
1: Anybody else on the planet... if given, Even people that I find very funny. Take another... Like, take a John Panette or something. Another Ooh. very funny fat guy who died before he should have because of his weight. He had no patience in a food line. He didn't. Uh, he gets him back at the buffet table, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll be at the primary counter saying, hit me again. Um... Yeah, I just, it's a bummer that he died. And anytime I watch his movies, as much as I love them, there's like, there should have been a hundred more. Yeah. At least 50. And
0: a friend of the show, Dan, also watched the show this week. And he mentioned that he cried at the end of Beverly Hills Ninja, (laughs) which I thought was commendable and notable.
1: That's, I would love to be able to cry, as I've said numerous, numerous times here on the show. You're going to get there. But that is on Netflix.
0: It's a masterpiece. Speaking of things on Netflix, we also watched I Care A Lot, Mm. a brand new movie that I think just came out yesterday.
1: It did, yeah. Rosamund Pike and Peter Dinklage of Game of Thrones fame. This is... uh, a crooked legal
0: guardian who drains the savings of her elderly wards meets her match when a woman she tries
1: to swindle turns out to be more than she first appears. Uh, vague summary, but I like it. Yes. Rosamund Pike should do more movies. Was my first thought just she's, upon her her opening scene. She's amazing. Like yeah.
0: if she got nominated for this, I wouldn't. I'd be surprised, but I'd be like, good for her. She's great. Yeah. Is Does that possible? Be? Probably not. Yeah. Because this movie's back. too, like, weird and gritty and violent. But, uh, yeah, ever since Gone Girl, I've been wondering why she wasn't in more stuff. Because she's amazing in that. Mm. And she's finally back in this playing, like, an insane bitch. Which is, like, that's her wheelhouse. Like, her in this and Gone Girl, she's... She kills it. And, yeah, the, uh... It had a great cast, as you mentioned, Dinklage, playing a gangster who at first they introduce him and it's like a joke. He's like eating a donut while like torturing someone. And I'm like, oh, like this is like a goof. But then it gets,
1: it's good. <laughs> I don't wanna like give it all away, but. Yeah, it's this is a movie I'm already like, I'm, I'm dodging spoilers left and right. But like um, the score was good. I thought it was, it was captivating. I like Chris Messina a lot. Like I said earlier, I feel like he should have market corrected Mark Ruffalo in 2009, even though Mark is in the room with us. I'm sorry, Mark.
0: What do you mean?
1: Um, Messina stinks. Dinklage often doesn't work in things, and I think they did a good job with him here. Yeah. I think it's like you forget that he's small. Yeah, you see, the thing about him is he's very short. Yeah, and that was okay in this. I didn't feel like him being short made a difference here. He was still sort of intimidating in the right way.
0: Yeah, it's fun. There's a scene where he's like pointing a gun at someone and they have a shot, like a profile shot that illustrates how much shorter he is than the person he's pointing a gun at. And I don't think it was supposed to be funny, but it was fun. I think that
1: the sign of a good like Kip thriller caper movie is not knowing who to root for. Mm. And I had that with this. I didn't know where I was going.
0: Yeah, like a good despicable main character movie, which is tough to pull off. And uh, this was, like, so much better than I thought it was going to be. It popped up on the main page yesterday. And uh, I I was planning to watch something else. But I was just like, yeah, let's see what this is. And sat there, watched the whole thing. I thought it was, like, amazing.
1: This is... We both made the joke, like we said earlier, about Netflix originals all being shit. And this one's not. So, yeah, I care a lot is this one. And I'm... Wondering if it has rewatchability? Probably not, but it's definitely a solid first time through. Yeah, few like the love story didn't really feel real to me. Not that it's just because they were both fair. women like that. I have no problem with it. Just to me, that Isa Gonzalez, she, she's an attractive lady. She's a babe, in on her. It didn't feel organic to use that word again. Yeah, I, uh, but I almost know. everything
0: else about it, like. Had a bunch of twists that I couldn't have seen coming any less. This movie got a real reaction out of me, mm. especially for a Netflix original. Like, definitely check this one
1: out. Yeah, normally Netflix originals are just total garbage, and this was not.
0: Yeah. This was not. I care a lot. Now on Netflix. Ooh, ah. And I think we also both watched the Casey Affleck's directorial debut
1: Which is on iTunes? iTunes, yeah. Light of My Life is that one. And I hated the first hour of this movie. Hated it. It was bored out of my fucking mind.
0: The first 10 minutes is one really long scene where he's like lying in a bed with his daughter and they're just talking back and forth. One of the most boring scenes to start a movie I've ever seen. Made me angry. I almost turned it off. I was like... Come on, like, let's get fucking popping, Casey. What are we doing here? It
1: made me mad that he got the opportunity to direct something, especially in the wake of him being violently canceled and then yeah. just somehow working his way back in after like beating a woman up on a set mm. and then like raping somebody or whatever the fuck he did, allegedly. Also, even more than that, I'm appalled by the fact that he directed a movie and it's not
0: set in Boston. Agreed. Kid. He I mean he's what the awesome. Fuck you doing?
1: <laughs> I hate the fact that he got canceled and I hope it's not true because he I love Casey Affleck. I think he's outstanding in everything, including this. But it just got it made me mad that he, he had this opportunity and he started it off that slowly. Mm. It was crawling in yeah. the beginning. And I'm not just talking about that first long single shot of him and the daughter. I'm talking about the first hour.
0: Yeah. And just to explain for the fans, this is like a, a post-apocalypse. I have Jake. a
1: proper summary if you want. Hit me. Parent and child journey through the outskirts of society a decade after a pandemic, haha, had hm. white has wiped out half the world's population. As a father struggles to protect his child, their bond and the charit or the character of humanity is tested. Ooh.
0: And yeah, it reminded me of that road with Vigo Mortensen mm. where it's like it's the apocalypse. You got a kid. You're slogging around. You know, it was decent. It was... uh, It had some fun scenes. Like, they're going through a destroyed library. And he's, like, looking through the self-help books. Like, how to be a better dad for your daughter. and Him... I don't know.
1: Him having to pretend that she was a boy so she wouldn't get assaulted or kidnapped mm. or whatever was stressful.
0: Yeah, that was, like, a fun children of men type angle. Yeah. I was... That was interesting.
1: I feel like the post-apocalyptic genre got a little more life breathed into it after COVID because Mm. we can all kind of tell how shitty we would be to one another (sighs) if given a bad opportunity. Remember when nobody had any toilet paper because one guy bought it all? I was one of those guys. I bought a lot of toilet paper and I'm here to admit it. Wow. I had about a hundred rolls. Guy Fieri is leering at you right now. He's got a big smile on his face. He's ready to take a shit whenever. (laughs) Got your back, Guy. He's back. Um, I just think that people, I have no faith in humanity Mm. after what's gone down with COVID over the last year. It's been a year now. That's the wild part. I love movies like this
0: where the big threat is other people. Yes. (laughs) It's just like, like, oh, the world's over. Like, ugh. Any person, it's just gonna be a huge production. They're probably gonna kill me or fucking god knows what. I don't
1: wanna live in a world where I can't buy my way out of shit. Ooh. It's like where I can't like involve an attorney or like a <laughs> VIP pass or or something that you can monetize. Like it just scares the shit out of me to be in a world where it's like, no, that doesn't matter here. We're all like, Oh, we want that, we're gonna take it.
0: That would be a fun post-apocalyptic movie. You like like roaring up to a corner in an icy car, and like peeling off. Like, okay, what do we
1: need here, folks? Yeah, like writing checks.
0: As they prepare like a fucking
1: I don't, fiery... I don't want to live in a world like this. So I think we should figure something out. Everybody get your vaccine. Ooh. This movie was too close to home for right now. I, yes. felt, I felt... I don't know what inspired me to watch it. Oh, you know what it was? I watched an interview with Casey and GQ magazine. And he was talking about all his favorite roles. And obviously he's going to mention the movie he directed two years ago yeah. or a year and a half, whenever the interview came out,
0: mm. but a yeah, pretty you know, solid directorial debut. Sure. I thought him and the girl had a good back and forth somewhere around the middle. I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm charmed by there. Yeah. It hooked <laughs> but, me. Yeah. I was bored for a bit. Then I was like, all right, you got me. And yeah, there's some fucking brutal fights towards the mm. end. It's worth a watch yeah. if you like things of this nature.
1: It is called Light of My Life. It is a three ninety nine rental on iTunes. You can't get it anywhere else as far as I know. Chuck, I had a double hander. Actor th- director. You know what That's I think we should handle. watch? Mm.
0: Oh, yeah. We need to debut our our, our
1: brand yeah, new we gotta segment. We got to debut our brand new 90-second segment. Yes, yes. Brand new Boston movie. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Kid. I'm going to get my timer ready here. We're still doing the 90 second theme. This is for you, Casey. I wish and I had Brother a drum roll queued up, but I don't because I didn't pr- produce that part. Goodwill hunting
0: and badwill hunting. Here it is. Cole Hauser, the whole fucking deal. You'll never guess. People are going to be so shocked when they realize what our new segment entails.
1: I fucked, I fucked it up already.
0: I know. Is this funny? It's, it's still dope, though. <laughs> I'm still in. I'm powering through. And the All fans right. are still wowed. I'm sure. I could have sworn. And now
1: I'm getting a FaceTime call. This is excruciating. You know what I'm going to wow. do? I'm going to take it on air. Wow. Hey, Caden, you're on the Enough the Podcast. How you doing, bud? Wow. Oh, say hi, Uncle
0: Ryan. Hey,
1: Caden. Hi, Cade. Oh, is he nervous? He knows he's on the show? Caden, <laughs> what can you say for the fans? You got about another second here. Yes. Love
0: you, I love you guys. Bye. Caden, what did you think of Soul? He's
1: a big Batch fan. Ooh, in. What up? Hey now. Bye. Okay, so we were doing. I think it's pretty clear that we're just replaying The Departed at this point. Wow, he revealed
0: it. You he heard
1: the fucking. <laughs> I played the end really quickly, and then now, ugh. I thought they'll get it through how smoothly we rolled this out. What a botched bit! <laughs> I'm like furious. Like a botched part of me phones. wants to pause this and go backwards, but it's almost funnier with like the mid middle of it being it's a FaceTime fine. call. It's fine. is. It is. Well, we're doing The Departed again. Here yeah. it is. You got about 30 more seconds. Put hate in your heart. I don't want to be a product of
0: my environment. Dude, this is how we should have done it. Had it just pop up with that, that and
1: then... I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought because we'd finished it last week that it would go directly to the beginning. And I was afraid if I tried to check, it would play by accident. So what we should have done is had that queued up prior to turning the microphones on. Yes. Years ago, we had the, the church. We just said it. We talked over breakers, it. True guineas. True guineas. Piece of the city. Twenty
0: years after an Irishman got <laughs> a fucking job, we had the presidency.
1: May rest in peace. That's about ninety. Wow. Roughly. There you go. So hey, let me get that pick. Yeah, take your pick. Your weekly pick tradition. So, folks, you're probably listening to this a little later. We had this snowstorm, if you're wondering why this was delayed. And speaking of snow, make sure that you uh, reach out to the, um, the gentleman that plows my driveway, whose name I can't remember. That and, name again is Mr. Plow. Yep. And if you need his contact info, I don't remember that either. So you're just going to have to let me come to your house with my snowblower. blower. Nope. Folks,
0: next week we're gonna have another big reveal, about another 90 second something, and it's really gonna wow you that time. You're fucking. prepare yourself.
1: If it were up to me, we'd be doing that exact scene from The Departed again. (laughs) Fuck. Let me try my outro again, because the snow one flopped. Okay. Folks, um, just in case you're wondering, um, nope. Ooh. I'm giving up there too again. Here we go, ready? Wow. Give me a second to get composed. Okay. Are you dissatisfied with the way that you look after the COVID pandemic and eating like shit? Yes. Would you like to get in a good workout with me at my private studio? I would. Where can I do that? Ankfit.com. Check out my new website. This is actually not a bit. I just had a lovely woman uh, from Cultivation Creative redo my website. Ankfit.com. Go check it out. You can even book yourself a free session right on the website now, which is a new feature that I'm paying for. It
0: sounds convenient. I want you to use it. That sounds very easy to do, right? Maybe you give the fans the website one more time?
1: Ankfit.com. That's A N K F I T.com. Ooh,
0: love that. And folks, as always, check out Uncle to Uncle. That's two, the number 2, and the South Shore Boys. That's boys with a Z. Great podcast. Folks, follow us on Instagram at enoughthepodcast, on Twitter at podcastenough. Shoot us an email at enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. And if you would, I'd love it if you would have a goo. That's enough.
1: Listen, buddy, I gotta go! Bye!